Hello and welcome to the Greetings from Wherever podcast. This show is about artistic inspiration and the creative process. Thank you so much for tuning in. Big thank you to all the patrons who make this show possible. To learn how you can join and support the show, head over to patreon.com slash Music. Let's begin. Thank you for tuning into the Greetings from Wherever podcast. Uh, this is the season finale of season two of the Greetings from Wherever podcast. I, I'm so excited to have gotten to the opportunity to talk to lots of different creatives this season, and this episode was a lot of fun to, to make. I, I had a great conversation with Tanya Winch, who's a, an excellent singer-songwriter from here in Austin. Uh, we we worked together. I, I you know We've been kind of working a lot together on her social media and uh, Spotify promotions and things like that. And, and it's been really fun to kind of explore this role of working for Tanya in that way. And, and we kind of get into that a little bit, but mostly we, we talk about her songwriting and, and her song Cupid and uh, the music video she made that's associated with it, which is, there's a great story behind that. And uh, she's just such a, such a delight to talk to and such a positive person and, and uh, so just is filled with gratitude for life. And I think that's always really nice to be around. Uh, but I wanted to share our conversation with you uh, and I hope that hope that you enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, some stuff going on with me. I've been out there playing some shows. I kind of have been playing pretty consistently at this place called Craft Pride here in Austin. And uh, that's been the last couple Mondays. And they asked me to come back uh, this coming Monday. So that, that might be tonight if you're listening to this. So uh, yeah, if you live in Austin and you're hearing this on uh, <laughs> Monday, I guess May 10th, then uh, yeah, come on out to Craft Pride. But no, seriously, uh, if you if you like to keep up with the shows and all that stuff going on, uh, just check out my social media pages at uh, Brian Wolf Music. But uh, other than that, yeah, please please enjoy the episode. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun to make, and and I think you're gonna like it. So uh, thank you so much for listening, for all your support, and I'll get the interview started here. I would like to welcome to the show Tanya Winch. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yay! Hi, Brian. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Um, yeah, we. So I guess we met when I was uh, working at Kids in a New Groove. You were a mentor, and that's kind of how we came across each other's paths. Yes, that's, that's really cool. Um, so, so for the listeners that might not know, um, that's an organization that uh, provides music mentorship for kids in foster care, and you've been doing that for quite a while, right? Oh my gosh, five years! Wow. I, I'm uh, no one can see me looking confused or thinking, <laughs> um, but I think it's five years. Yeah, that's awesome. Ish. That's and really great. I started with one mentor or mentee, and then I, I got another mentee. And let me tell you, it's really interesting how anytime you volunteer, you often think to yourself, oh, I'm doing this because it's, you know, giving back to the community or, or I, I feel there, something in my heart is telling me this would be a really good idea. And the funny thing is, every single time I have volunteered, every time, I honestly think I might get more out of it than any of the people that I'm, quote, helping. <laughs> that's so funny. That's, that's such a that's such a common thing, I guess, I, that I, I hear. And I've experienced that myself, you know, from volunteering with King and just, yeah, that feeling of getting that back. It's it's always like a kind of a two-way exchange. Like you're both getting something out of it and that's the beauty of it. And that's a, that's a great thing. Uh, it you know? is a great thing. It's also really nice to have that sort of a outlet. It's good. Well, it's good for me. I always need to feel as though I'm doing something bigger than just you know what's interesting to me absolutely yeah so i mean i i guess what i mean we we know each other really well because i actually i i started working for you in in october you are the best. <laughs> yeah so it's funny i do a lot of kind of for those listeners that that don't know tanya or, or me that well or anything um but we you know i do a lot of kind of music marketing stuff in social media and then spotify promotions and that's been kind of an interesting new role and venture and we've been kind of figuring that out together and it's been it's been a blast uh so we've gotten to know each other really well through that Amen. which is very very it's been very fun and uh yeah so i guess you know for the listeners out there what what have you been doing to stay like creative what have you been kind of 
In COVID? In COVID or just... Just I mean, life. I would say lately, because I've been saying in COVID, but I feel like we're starting to get on the other side of it. Uh-huh. So I don't want to always keep bringing it up forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so you, yeah, you can tell me what you've been up to during COVID or, uh, you know, kind of uh, just what what has been getting the creative juices flowing for you lately. Okay. So I... Two things have happened. I, I joined about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I joined a songwriting group called um, Song Lab 26, and it is pretty hardcore. It's every two weeks a song is due, you're, you're given a, um, a prompt, and you can use the prompt or you cannot use the prompt, and you can write a song that way. Um, but the thing is, you can't miss because mm-hmm. if you miss and or don't do anything creative, you're out. Which is, it's interesting how much you get done when you, you A, kind of like the group and you respect the people that you're with. Yeah. And you're like, this is awesome. I'm creating again. And then it's really easy to get lazy again. Or lazy might be the wrong word. It's easy to get busy and not think that it matters. Yeah. Like, whatever, I'll just do it in two more weeks. But when you know you might actually be getting fired for not uh-huh. doing your work, it's awesome. Yeah, I could see that because it sounds like it sounds threatening or, or negative in some way if you think of it that way. But honestly, that is such a like, thing. That's such a, like a beautiful thing to have that little bit of pressure. Stay responsible yeah. to them. Yeah. To them, to yourself. It's awesome. So yeah. that's the first thing. The second thing, uh, creativity-wise, is that, I, uh, uh, gosh, years ago, we used to be in a songwriting group that met once a week, excuse me, once a month. And a lot of people in the group moved away. It just sort of kind of lost its, its vibe. Not because people didn't want to do it, but because we all got really, really busy. Yeah. And one of the gentlemen that was in it that moved away because of the fact that now everything is remote and easy to do and use and et cetera, he connected on Facebook and said, would you be willing to do this once a month again? And I said, oh, geez, yes. I'm, I, I would rather have to write three songs a month than not have to write any yeah. or even just write one because it, it, it's funny. I don't know about you, but with creativity, the more you use it, the more you use it. That's true. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And if you don't, you just won't think of it as a, a go-to. Yeah. And so, I, think, I think deadlines in general can be important and useful. Oh, so it sounds course. like you have this like regular deadline where it's like that has to happen. I think it was the first producer that my band ever worked with, uh, Ben Levy, that told us like, you know, one of one of my favorite quotes about this kind of subject is uh, he's like, there's there's no such thing as perfection, only deadlines, which I thought was an excellent quote. Yeah. So it's like that's kind of a, a diff, so, sort of a different kind of drifting wafer, but maybe similar to what you're talking about, because maybe some people might hesitate to send something in because it's not quite right or it's not quite done. Do you feel that way? Do you want it to be perfect when you send it to them or is it Not at all. Okay. And the reason why is because the whole focus of the group, in fact, of both of them, the whole focus is just to create. It's not to be the best. It's, there's no competition. Everybody's got different styles of music, men, women, people that do only literally only do music do not have any lyrics do not have any melody but the melody is part of you know the the instrumental themes and lines that go through it there are people that are electronica there are people that are are you know playing this is not a joke playing cups of water whoa it's so cool yeah that is cool so when you think of it that way and you think to i just thought to myself well i just want to be a part of something that feels really creative and very inspiring and very uplifting where everybody is doing something they're just creating because that to me is life yeah. that's i i remember oh my gosh brian i you know i'm going to talk your ear off so um <laughs> back i i lived in los angeles for a long time for 18 years um and while i was there the band that i was in crazy cat george um it dissolved and that was truly one of the most sad 
uh, sinking times, just for especially for creativity, but also for my identity. I that was part of my identity as a human. I know and exactly what you're talking about. I've had that experience. Like, it's so yeah. weird. Yeah. It's like you're like, who am I? Yeah. Because I'm not that person anymore, but I'm still that person, but I'm not in the, the, the band. Yeah. So it was really, it was a huge struggle. And I was exhausted and I was so disappointed. And, and it, you know, 2000 had, 99 had just happened. And what that means is the market went crazy. Everything dumped. We everybody lost their jobs. It was like, it was a really really hard time, and that's also when you know our band dissolved. Wow! I was like, what am I gonna do? I don't even know what to do, and so I also that's also when uh, my ex husband and I split up, and so that it was a really hard time. But I said, I'm tired. I'm tired. I can't do this anymore. So I'm going to. Um, I'm just going to try and figure out my life. Yeah. And I did. And it was great. And I noticed that all of my plants looked so healthy. That's, that was, I was like, wow, I'm, I, my, look at my plants. They look great. I'm really taking care of myself and, and all the other beings that are in my life and et cetera. And I was like, but I'm still kind of feel unfulfilled. And I, I, mm. I don't feel there isn't. I'm not looking for another partner. I'm, I'm, because I felt like I needed some time. And I, I was like, I don't know what's not there, but I had quit music. Yeah. I had basically just quit all of it. I wasn't singing. I wasn't playing. I wasn't writing. I wasn't thinking. I wasn't humming to myself. None of it. I wasn't even singing to the radio. I mean, I really yeah. quit. And that was such a big part of your identity. It probably felt like you lost a part of yourself. It was so and weird. I, like, yeah, that's interesting. And so about six months in, I finally said, you know what? I think I need to take a songwriting class just to reconnect with other musicians. Yeah. Um, simply because it felt... I'm telling you, my my violets were gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, like each each of the twelve pots of violets that I had had multiple blooms on them. They were just so healthy and beautiful. But I was like, this this does not fulfill me. I yeah. have to do something else. I love this, and I will continue doing that. And of course, you can see my house now. I have a lot of plants. I still love plants, and I still take good care of them. And that is part of like nurturing for myself and and etc but at the same time i was like i need to i need to take a class i need to do something get out and really try and be creative again so i did and it got me into a whole new group of people all new artists all new ways of thinking about music songwriting singing playing the guitar i mean th- we i did things that were part of like institutional um groups songwriting groups i did things that were just local friends that happened to say hey you're all right do you want to come and write with us and i was like okay so that was really fun and then it also what's so crazy is when you do open yourself up to like knowing what actually feeds you I ended up in four different bands wow i traveled the country with one of them i i've been i i I, because of doing that class, I started singing with a woman who was opening for Shelby Lynn every sing for her whole entire tour. Oops, sorry. <laughs> You're good. No worries. <laughs> um, and Shelby, because we played before her, she, I, I got to be on Jay Leno. That's right. I, I just watched that clip this morning, actually. Uh, and and <laughs> yeah. not because I mean it was just because I went to the songwriting classes. Yeah, it, and and then of course you know I mean when it really boils down to it when it when when we're talking about musicians who truly love what they're doing, and um, vocalists and and songwriters and creators uh, in the musician sense, there are probably six thousand amazing vocalists. Yep. So you're you you realize that you're just 
won and your band is so awesome and I mean I loved being a part of my band but at the same time I was like this I there are so many other people who are so truly talented yes they're all over and they're not being heard and they're not being seen and at the same time it's so eye-opening and so humbling because when you're working in your band sometimes you're just like so hyper focused because you're like this is my thing this is my gig this is the shit i I love this but you don't realize there are thousands of other people out there who are they, they probably can better you by three percent, you know, or thirty yeah, percent. Totally. You know, yeah. I mean, they're just I mean all it's like over. If 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 there's like not someone if you can't think of someone better than you, then you should like look a little bit more yeah. and find them because they're they're out there. And don't get yeah. me wrong, I, I always could think of people who I thought oh, were better sure, than yeah. me, but I didn't realize how many truly better than me people yeah. were out there. So I was gonna ask you, um kind of you know, you were mentioning kind of going through hard times and then finding songwriting through classes and, and through different outlets. I mean, did you, because I know for me, when I when I was going through a hard time with some stuff, like with my family and kind of some loss in my life, uh, that, was ended, that ended up being like a great kind of source of like self-therapy for me and kind of helped pull me out of it a bit. Did you, do you, did you write about those hard things or do you write happy, so, like, you know, I, I know you have this very like happy, energetic um, very sweet vibe to you and, and a lot of your Thank music you, it shines through you know uh, but in that time were you writing more darker songs to kind of explore those feelings it was it I know you have some that you've you've put out but it's like I guess I'm wondering like did how how did that help you work through all those things or, or did it uh, it did yeah uh, um, and when it comes to songwriting I, I hope it isn't just songwriters that are listening to this, but I hope that it's other creatives that are listening as well. Oh, there are, because it's all, okay. Um, So my point that I'm gonna make is sometimes you have to go through about a hundred songs before you come up with one where you're like, that was, that hits it. Yep. Nail contact. Yeah. Um, So I, I would say that it did, I wrote and I wrote, and it did help me through a really hard time. And if you listen to the album, um, I always call it the Blue Album. Um, I think it's called One Real Peach. It's Tanya Winch, One Real Peach is the title mm-hmm. of the um, album. There are quite a few songs on there that were therapy songs Yeah, um, that helped me through. But then there are also quite a few songs because you can't help it. You know, I mean, if you have one of those irrepressible spirits that just feels like things are possible and life is great you're gonna write happy stuff too yeah which yeah i have a lot of hope in life sure i mean that's a great thing it's it's something you know that i've i've learned you know i mean it's pretty immediately obvious meeting you i've actually like that you know you're you're you have tons of gratitude for people in your life you so grateful you know yeah and it's it's something that you make it a point to like uh, to let people know and I always really like that you know especially with like some of the Spotify promotions and stuff we're, we're doing it's always very important for you like you always tell me like we, we have to thank these people we have to contact them and, and like it's I think that's so important and so inspiring and maybe something a lot of people don't think about necessarily is like yeah like they're choosing your music like to be on their thing and so I guess you know um, you know, beyond that, I guess, where does this like sense of like gratitude come from? Is that like something that, you know, you've had your whole life or is that something you got to or because I know it's a very important thing for you. For me. Yeah. Um. So first of all, I'm a huge Jesus freak, which of course, you know, <laughs> nobody wants to hear on a podcast unless it's a podcast about Jesus. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but yeah, I, I love I love me some God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Um. <laughs> I really do, but that isn't, I, I think that that's just a portion of uh, where it also comes from because though that is where I, that's what I love, that's who I love, That that's my belief system, I also was not this grateful my whole life. Yeah. Even if in fact that is my belief system. I did not know how much it would impact me the same way that I didn't realize that volunteering would impact me. Um, But I did way back when, 
probably around the same time that uh, my whole life fell apart or what it felt like my whole life was falling apart. Um, I started reading, I think her name was Sarah Braithwaite and it was called a gratitude it was a gratitude journal and she kind of like walked you through this gratitude journal and I noticed that every single time that I would actually say my three gratitudes before I went to bed even though they were often exactly the same thing and sometimes I would be like oh my gosh what am I grateful for uh like couldn't even think I would often just feel better simply my headspace would be clearer and mm-hmm. more open and kind of more, I, I, w- I had more availability to take in the good when I would be grateful. And then I started doing yoga and then I started figuring out what mindfulness was. And then I read the Carol Dweck book, uh, Mindset. And then I, I, and all these things that like, you know, they all kind of like, dovetail into a sense of wow this is huge this will change my life and or someone else's life if in fact they're willing to have gratitude just simply remembering that it's pretty awesome that there's a roof over your head and when it rains so true you're not sticky yeah i mean unless you want to be and then you can come in and you have a towel and I'm grateful for that too. So uh, I'm now I'm really sounding like super woo woo, and really, I promise I'm I'm not only woo woo. <laughs> and that's <laughs> also get really angry. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's totally okay. I mean, it's uh, it's it's really it's really cool to hear you talk about that stuff. And I guess you know, something that I ask uh, everyone that comes on the show, and I I think it's a usually a pretty good question. Uh, and get some some good answers but uh yeah i mean i guess at the end of the day why why do you write songs uh well it was a different reason when i was younger but now as a full-fledged adult um the reason i write songs is because there aren't always a lot of things that are fun yeah. And the older you get and the more responsibility you have, the more the easier it is to, to just simply be exhausted and sit down and watch Netflix, which I am not criticizing that's absolutely I loved Bridgerton. I watched it in 2 days. <laughs> so I, that's not a criticism. That's a handsome fellow. Oh guy. my gosh, no kidding. <laughs> loved it um it basically was girl porn but so i was like oh my gosh if this is that is a a life that to me there isn't that flow do you remember that book flow i don't think so i don't think i read that one well you're you're still very young in comparison to me i'm not as young as brian (laughs) and um but i'm no longer allowed to say i'm old you're not so no i'm not old um so there was this book called Flow, and basically it was it was written from um, a, a gentleman who was, I think, a rock climber, um, but it was a sports analogy, I believe. Um, but then it also related to all kinds of different things, and flow basically meant something that when you get started doing it, time is not time. There is no, you have absolutely no idea how many hours you've been doing it. You have absolutely no idea what was going on in the rest of the world because you're so focused on this thing. And that sense of not knowing uh, what's going on and so focused and so like in it, deep, that I love. And really the only time I ever feel that is when I'm songwriting. Wow. Okay. Or yeah. doing the dishes. But don't tell anybody that I just said <laughs> doing the dishes. Because <laughs> I love doing the dishes. You can think. But at the same time, my whole point is that I love being in that. And I feel like it gives a youthfulness to life. If you can figure out what your flow is, I'm not saying you need to do it for your job to pay your mortgage. 
Because a lot of times then it doesn't feel like flow any longer. Yeah, that's so true. It does, it does like add an element uh, to, you know, it, yeah. And it's interesting, you know, having been a full-time musician for a, a decent amount of time in my life, like, yeah, it does change things when that, that, that thing that you love that brings you there, like, you know, similar, I definitely have had similar experiences to what you're saying. Um, and yeah, it changes things when that's how you, how you pay your bills. It's well, a wildly different thing. Yeah. If you go from just writing a song because you've got like this urge and you're in it and you're writing and you're just like, ah, this is, I'm getting this out. I'm, I'm emoting. I, oh, and I love the way this melody sounds. Oh my gosh. Well, how can I, what note am I not using? You know, and that is super, not only creative, but it's, it come, it's, it's mathematical. It's, yes. it's, it relates to so many things. You have to have, be able to utilize your English skills. You have to be able to cleverness skills, all kinds of different things. Yes. That, so you put them all together. That's really fun. But the second that you have to write a hit, that then doesn't, that's not flow. It's not, yeah. Because there, there's an element of anxiety then. There's an, uh, an element of having to prove yourself. There's an element, which that is not where I want to be yeah um although i I certainly well i was gonna say i have to say that taylor swift totally inspires me (laughs) (laughs) yeah she does she does great she's amazing and she can just boom 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 so anyway Shout Maybe out to her, her, her. I thought I don't think it's her most recent album, but Folklore. Oh, oh so my goodness. good, right? What a, like I, I, I'll, admittedly, I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift fan, but like I think that album was just like, whoa, this is a whole new thing for me. Like I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. That's um, in fact why I ended up making the video. Oh wow! Did you know that? No, I didn't. Because yeah, we didn't. Re- we knew each other, but we didn't know each other back yeah. then when I first started. Okay, wow, that's awesome. It's really funny. I know. <laughs> well, cool. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, we talked about King. We talked about gratitude. I've got a lot of questions on here, but I think <laughs> <laughs> we've probably already gone a yeah, really we long time. We don't have. So we sorry. Don't have all day. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so before we get into the song Cupid and uh, the music video and kind of how all that came together, I do have uh, one other question that I ask all the guests that come on. Um, so if if you could be successful at any other art form that you haven't really tried much of yet, what would it be? So I think that sculptors are so cool. Yeah. I don't know what it is that, I mean, pottery is awesome too, but I, somehow the, the spinny part kind of gives me anxiety, but sculptors and i'm not even just saying the kind that chip away from granite but also the people that are like building with clay and etc i just i love it i i that's so cool sculpting is so sexy (laughs) for men women yeah yeah i mean like it's just there's something about it that feels so visceral to me even though of course there, there are no there are no blood vessels in whatever you're sculpting but and every single museum that I go to, don't get me wrong, I love all kinds of art, but when we get to the sculpture garden, I'm always just like, ah. Yeah. How did you do this? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nuts. I it's, love it. Yeah, it can be jaw-dropping. Um, I think of uh, especially like ice sculptures at like oh, nice man. events and stuff. It's like, whoa. Well, and they do it with like chainsaws. Yes, they do. I just doesn't. <laughs> It's insane. insane. And then it's like they do all this and they go through all that fine details Uh with a chainsaw and then it just melts after after the event and it's gone. It's like, I hope you got a photo of that. That was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, uh, it's so weird to think like that, you know, there it's not like with us, we're creating songs and then those songs get to live. A lot of times they get recorded and they get to live and other people get to hear them. And it's like, if you're doing something like that, it's like, Okay, people at the event get to see it, hopefully appreciate it, and then boom. It's like I find that really interesting. That, I do that too. Thought. Yeah. But I wonder if they also maybe have a really good sense of the fact that that nothing is permanent. Yeah, that's true. And that's a good place to be. 
just yeah. to think to you know i mean even this that the happiest and the saddest time of your life it doesn't matter it's not permanent it it will always ebb and flow there will always be and i wonder if if maybe if you do ice sculptures maybe you're that zen maybe or i had another thought about this too i wonder if it's like their version of us going out and playing live because oh, that's a very maybe. temporary thing oh, too. oh you're so you know? right yeah because that's I mean, that's part of the reason why I think that I love live music so much is because it's just, it's one thing that you get to see and then it's gone and like, and maybe you never somebody, know how it's going to go. Yeah, and maybe, maybe somebody got a crappy video of it, but maybe not. And it's just kind of like a thing that existed for a little bit. You had this moment with people and then it's gone. So maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I think of it that way. I'm not really sure, but I always try to find little through lines with different kinds of art. Uh, you know, through this show, and it's 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 pretty fun. Like the conversations where they go sometimes. Yeah, but, but it also could be like with the, your chainsaw. It could be almost performance art. Yes, creating it. Oh, so yeah. that's pretty interesting. Have you ever watched one of those? Only videos, not in person. I would love to see I that want in person. To too. Like, is there somebody put like selling tickets? Because I would love to go. I watch would that. pay tickets. <laughs> yeah, money for tickets too. Oh my! That'd be uh, epic. This is an off subject, but go to the Van Gogh. Uh, live immersion van gogh at coda okay i'm i'm gonna send it to you because it we went in in paris yeah and i was like this is the coolest thing ever and yeah. it's like well anyway we'll talk about <laughs> no, it after. that's awesome yeah that sounds really fun um so yeah i i would love to talk about cupid it's an awesome song it's such a such a good one um i you've released a few singles this year uh we uh, started with better day and then um Fat Lady was the next one, and now uh, Cupid is the most recent single, and it was, I think, released right around Valentine's Day, right? And uh, perfect timing. A song about love, Valentine's Day was great. Uh, that was really fun to kind of put it all together like that. Uh, but yeah, what, what is what is the song about? What's that song all about to you? So at the time when I wrote it, I was in a... Um, Doug and I were in uh, Doug's my partner we were in the the beginning of a, our relationship and <clears throat> I had been single for a long time and and seriously interested in finding someone that would be a good fit in my life um, and hopefully that I could be a good fit in their life and a couple of things I I, I in thinking of that time when I was writing it, uh, I think the very first thing I, I talk about, well, second verse basically says, I'm not sure I can take that smile. It knocks me off center and I can't think right. Um, meaning that it was so new and I had, I was like, oh, oh, it's new and this is really fun and I can't even like think normally and etc. And it's also, the lyrics say, it's been, it feels like 10,000 days um, since I've had anybody to hug. Yeah. And, and, you know, now I know your name, meaning now I know you're the guy. That's um, really cool. It, it was cool. It was a really, it was a, it was a nice time because new love is always really interesting and fun and very uplifting and you're you're kind of just out of your head in an awesome way um and at the same time Doug's home had hardwood floors and had this like back porch um it was not screened in but there were friends of ours that are in a band called screen door porch um and they had been staying with me at the time and so i that's where those lyrics came from uh you feed me dinner on your back screen porch when wow okay he didn't even that's have funny. a screened in porch but yeah. they i their name came you know as i'm writing it came anyway so that's where i was at and my hope in writing it was that i could sing a song regularly to each of us um meaning doug and i because we play together if i could write a song where i basically um remind us that it takes a lot of courage to be in a relationship yeah um and that whatever happens 
oh, bring it on down, whatever may come. Like, it's just, you know, whatever's going to happen, Cupid give me courage, which at what I really meant was love give me courage, but that mm. doesn't, it doesn't flow as well. Yeah. And the word is just so overused. So I wondered how could I get it to have a little bit more syncopation? How could I have stuff that is going to feel a little bit more fun um, instead of just love? Uh, not that it, there's any just in love, but um, <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted it to have a little bit more, well, really syncopation. So that's how that came about. And then my dad, years ago, um, there's the lyric, an old man told me the sum of love rides on courage and desire. Um, there's no getting it right. right. And he, my dad told me years ago, he's like, you can't... You, a relationship, a really good relationship, you can't get it right. What you have to do is work for it. You always have to work yeah. to make sure that the love is going to is going to work. Otherwise, it's not. And so uh, that's why I said old man told me the sum of love. But and what I meant by that, the sum of love is rides on courage and desire. You got to have the balls to be able to be in love because and make make it stick. Because it is really hard and it is, it takes cojones just to get through the honeymoon phase. It it takes cojones, period. Um, But also desire. And I don't just mean desire as in I have desire to for, for, you know, embraces, but also the desire to make it work. To make love work because it just love does not work unless you work on it. Right. So that's what that that or that's my perspective. That, yeah, that's awesome. And I think it's it's a really it's kind of a realistic song about love, you know, and I think that's an interesting thing because you hear a lot of songs about love that kind of paint this picture of it just being this magical thing that, you know, and, and maybe something that a lot of us uh you know, kind of thought about love in that way at some point in our lives. And then well, you start you getting relationships. That way. Yeah. Then it's just like, okay, this is work. And that's, uh, it's, it's nice to hear a fresh take on that. And just like, and something that's like, okay, this is what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. I also, um, I remember when, when I first, the, the pre-chorus has, uh, it itches when I start to heal and I had a couple people remark to me that they didn't that they thought that that kind of was an unusual lyric and they weren't particularly partial to it and I said but do you know how when you have an injury and it's it's healing it itches and yeah. then you know it's healing like True. you and that's what I meant is my heart at the time had been scarred over and broken apart and rescarred and broken apart and rescarred so many times that I was like, it's just never going to heal. I'm never going to find what I'm hoping for. And then with this relationship, I was like, oh, it's, it itches. It's healing. Yeah. It itches when it starts to heal. Um, I tremble when I start to feel is what I wanted to say is it's really scary. I almost want to cry right now because it was really scary. I was like, oh, this is so scary. And then the next lyric is, um, uh, it is just when I start to heal, I tremble when I start to feel, um, I'm, I fear I will be revealed. And so all of that to me was so huge because A, I could feel that I was healing that's the itching. B, I was petrified that, you know, it wouldn't last or it was a bad decision or et cetera. And then the last thing is, it is so unbelievably scary. It takes so much courage to reveal yourself. Oh my gosh, I'm totally crying. It, it takes so much courage. And that's where the, oh, bring it on down, whatever may come. Yeah. Cupid, give me courage. 
just seriously like this is the scariest thing this it is so scary to be in this and to really want it to go well and to hope that this is you know fingers crossed the last time in this year that I have to go on a date you know what I mean like be with someone that that we I know it's no longer just dating it's like this is serious now anyway the real deal yeah that's yeah that's so so it's so interesting to hear that and uh to uh to like allow people to kind of hear that side of you is really cool like through song and then also talking with me today kind of like you know to get to hear some of that stuff because I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Oh, you man. Know, anybody that's been through, uh, you know, any any sort of real relationship has probably had similar thoughts to that. So it's it's good to get that out, to think about those things and to, to especially in, to hear them in songs. Um, so that's really cool. Um, but also, uh, I want to talk to you about that music video because that is so much fun. Oh, uh, my gosh. I loved it so much. Yeah, it's just a blast. It's just a shot of joy, really. Uh to watch um yeah kind of you know it's a lot of different clips from uh it seems like your friends and people that you know and love and then uh some some other kind of more professional shots too from uh i know there was a dance studio mm-hmm. in wash the state of washington yeah. i think that that did or maybe seattle it is might, seattle yeah. yeah um yeah and that's so cool so i guess walk me through how did this all come together how did this idea hit you like yeah, tell me about this music video. Okay, so I have a dog. His name is Boz. I love him madly. And he needs to be walked a lot every day. And I had just finished recording Cupid and a couple of other songs that will be released very soon. And I was listening to them because you have to listen to them in a whole bunch of different places. You listen to them in your car. You listen to them on your stereo in your house. You listen to them to your earphones. And I was on a walk and I was like, oh, I got to listen to these because I had my um, engineer, Britton, from Ramble Creek Studios here in Austin, he had just sent it to me. He said, give him a listen. And I said, okay. So I'm listening, walking Boz. And there came a point where Cupid came on and I was just so uplifted by the song. It felt so fun and I don't know, it was happifying. And so I kind of was sort of dancing, of course, weirdly. I'm sure people were like, look at that weird lady down there with her cute little dog. I was like kind of dancing and strutting along and listening and being like, oh my God, this is so fun. I, and, I made this. I made right, this. It, no, that isn't that funny. And that's not the way that I felt. No, I was, I, just, no, I was kidding. Yeah. Normally I, that is where I, how yeah, I feel. You know yeah. what I mean? Where I'm like, woo, yay, yay. But I wasn't. I was like, oh my God, the song is just so fun. That's Um, awesome. And so, and exactly at that time is when Taylor Swift released Folklore. Wow. And I was like, she is such a badass that she got this all done during COVID. I loved it. I was like, you are inspiring me, lady. I cannot even believe how much you're inspiring me. And so I, at the time, also had a life coach. And I said, this is what I, I, I'm i envisioning. I'm envisioning a music video to this song, which is so fun, where people are just either dancing or walking down the street. And it would be really fun. Um, and my life coach said, okay, next week you have to have an email written to every single person you know that you would want to be in this video and you need to send it out next week. Guess when I sent it out? Uh, the next day? The, no. Yeah, okay. About a minute and a half before we met the following <laughs> week. Ah, <laughs> yes. Because, of yes. course, you know, it, it. it's really hard to do. It was very scary to put together, but I uh-huh. finally just said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because why not? Maybe it won't happen, but how fun would it be if, in fact, people would be willing to listen to the song, do a little dance or a walk or whatever, or cook pancakes or <laughs> there's all kinds pet of stuff their dogs going on or there. whatever. Yeah. And uh, so I sent out the email, and five people, the most, I don't want to say responsible, the, the five most successful people that I know immediately replied and sent me videos. Wow. 
And yeah. I thought that was really interesting. I was yeah. like, wow, all of these people are really successful and really good at their jobs and super on it and responsible and et cetera. I mean, and they, they do all kinds of different things. Some of them party their faces off. Some of them have never had a drink in their lives. Yeah. Some people, you know, I mean like all across the board. And those five people of the, you know, 400 that I sent it out to, I was like, wow, what is it about these five people? Anyway, they're all in the, the video. And then I just kept on bugging everybody, bugging all of my friends saying, please, will you please just take a video? Please just take a video. You guys, this is going to be so fun. Please, yeah. please. And so people were slowly but surely sending in little bits and pieces on their iPhones because, of course, now you can do it without having to have anything pro. Um, and at exactly the same time, Mark Mendonca, who owns VAM, which is VAM Studios in Seattle. He owns it with his wife, Veronica. They called out of nowhere. I think they were trying to get a hold of my brother, um, who also is another great musician. Sam Winch is his name, the Lullabadeer. Look him up. Um, but so I think they were trying to get a hold of Sam, and I ended up talking with him for a long time, and I said, hey, Mark, by any crazy chance, would you um, be willing to help me? Because I think that what I want is I think I want the chorus to be the same dance every time. Um, and he said, well, I'm not the choreographer. Call Veronica, see if she would be willing. Called Veronica. She was like, that sounds like the funnest stinking thing ever. Yes. And she said, we would be happy to do it. And I said, great. And so basically, out of nowhere, she sent me this little video of them, you know, in all their dance clothes and in their studio. And I, the second it came through, well, first we met and she said, what do you want? And I said, I want it to be something easy that other people could could potentially, you know, do doesn't have to be super high-end dance, but I do want it to be beautiful and etc. Anyway, so she sent it to me and I cried. I cried my face off. Yeah. I just cried my face off because I thought it was so beautiful and so kind. It was it was very kind. There these are friends that I've known since I was 20. Yeah. And we have not lived in the same city or even communicated in years. And not only were they willing, um, their entire dance troupe was willing. Their son videotaped it and edited it, edited it that portion, the, the chorus portion. They, it was just so loving. It was so loving and kind of them. Yeah. And it looked so beautiful. And it's in the middle of COVID and everybody had to wear masks and et cetera. And I was just like, I am bowled over that these people are this kind and this willing to to be creative yeah for the sake of being creative yeah it wasn't like i was like i'll pay you ten thousand dollars i mean right yeah that's, that's they were like they just i was like oh my god i'm so lucky i don't even know why i'm so lucky and every single time that someone sent in a new video oh my gosh Every time. I was just like, I don't know. I do not know why or how all these people are so willing. But, I mean, one of my cousins doing a hula hoop in the snow. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So a bunch of my friends from Wisconsin, in fact, I mean, oh gosh, it's friends that I've known since forever, dancing yeah. in a cranberry bog. Yes. I mean, this is just so Fun. I love that. And yeah. yeah, and and I don't know. And so one of my nephews dancing with my one of my brothers by the Christmas tree doing the what is that called the running man and th neither of them really knew what they were doing. It was so fun. And then yeah. another one of my nephews saying, "Yeah, I'll be in it, but I don't want to I don't want my face to be in it." And my <laughs> my one of my stepson's saying, "Yeah, I'll do it, but only if you can shoot my back." It was just a, it just <laughs> was the funnest thing ever. And yeah. I, I, anyway, I did not want the video to be of me, not right. because because I'm no longer your age is why I, I didn't want the video to be of me. I was like, nobody wants to, I, I, I mean, I'm, well, I'm still in it at the very, 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 very end. 
but I am not in it as the the focus because in the end, that's not what's fun to me. Yeah, what's, I could see that. What's fun to me is the fact that all these people were willing. I just was blown away. Well, I, absolutely, and it's 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 fun too because um, you know thinking about it from my pers- perspective, kind of looking into this whole situation, uh, you know, it's like. It's fun because they also get to be in a music video, right? which is cool. I mean, that's like something that doesn't come along every day for most people, you know, yep. um, unless you're in that line of work, but it's, it's well, so my it's, mother-in-law. Yeah. That's so she's, cool. Uh, she's, you know, not, she's not even in her sixties anymore <laughs> and she's doing those like, the little, God, it just was so awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. And I think people really embrace that. It seemed, and, uh, yeah, it's really cool that people people took the time to do it and, uh, yeah, just uh, figured out how to do it, too. I'm sure that wasn't um, easy for everybody because I know uh, there was, like, kind of as a side note, I did a little thing for my, my dad when he retired. I made, like, a little short video of people sending me videos of them saying congratulations. Yeah. So I, like, edited that whole thing together. And yeah, some of the stuff I got back was like, I don't know how to do this. Let me like find like, you know, a younger person to show me this. Like, it was like really funny. But I wonder, I'm wondering if you got any responses like that. Like, uh, I don't know how to do this. Let me try to ask this person or like whatever. We did. <laughs> yeah. We, I should say I did. Um, but then I would always share it with everybody. Um, I think that a lot of times people, uh, they didn't know how to make it look good, like how to film themselves on their iPhone and have it actually look good as opposed to like lighting and, you know, camera angle and et cetera. Um, But with a little bit of explanation, people were able to send in stuff that was really fun and adorable. All right. So I wanted to ask you, did you work with someone to help you put these clips together? Brian, I had to. Yeah. Because I'm not particularly good at... uh, editing and computer stuff and I don't have a Mac either um so I had a bunch of different options I could have used my cousin who cuts trailers I could have used my brother who is incredibly good no has Final Cut Pro and etc and both of them I wouldn't have had to pay however because they're of course my cousin and my brother right but because of that I was like you know what maybe I should actually use someone who a needs the work but also b that doesn't feel obligated to me yeah and so i called with a uh referral from mandy rowden who's a local austin artist with a referral from mandy she said call andrea and i said okay so andrea she is san phoenix productions llc um and she's absolutely wonderful, easy to work with. It made my life so easy because yeah. I just sent her all of the stuff and I said, you do it. You make the decisions. I don't want to make the decisions on what person gets put where and etc. Except that, of course, I already had the choruses done because Vam Studios had yeah, done it. That's so wonderful. And they, they did the tap dancing too, right? Yes, yes. that's Mark. That's okay, Mark Mendonca, cool. the, the gentleman. Cool. I know. Yeah. He, well, he's, I mean, he's not only a badass, he's actually tapped with Gregory Hines. He's he's no slouch. Yeah. That he's one of the top, I'd say, probably in the whole of the United States, maybe wow. maybe in even in the world. I don't know, though. Yeah. Might not be in the world, but he's... Wonderful. Mark Mendonca, Vam Studios, San Phoenix Productions. I, I could just say a million yeah. more. Britain from, <laughs> from Ramble Creep Studios. And then totally. our producer, our, our uh, mixer, Mark Daniel Nelson. Loved him too. And then, of course, we've got this guy. His name is Brian Wolf. And he... <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> He's this awesome... I don't even want. I don't even know what to call you. You're you're a godsend. You're oh, you're you. the the. I always say my VA. Yeah. And everybody's like, "What's a VA?" And I'm because we were virtual to begin right, with. Right. Totally. And I said, "Well, he's my virtual assistant, except that he's not even an assistant. That's the wrong way to put it. You're my virtual media manager. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. But I started. It's off, grown into that. It I has. Think, yeah. 
And I said, let me tell you, any single person that wants to move one step further in their career, in their personal life, etc., hire someone to help you out. Yeah. Because you have a completely different perspective than I do, which then can like curb my pointy edges and make things flow. Yeah. Things I would never get done. Like for instance, using my life coach, she forced me, forced me, she didn't force me. She highly suggested and said, get that email out so you can get your your video made. I never would have sent it. The video never would have been made. Yeah. Except for the fact that Someone tasked me with something. Just a little pressure, a little uh, yep. bit. Yeah, that's sometimes that's what we need. Uh, I did want to ask you, because I think this is probably something that comes up for a lot of uh, artistic types, because there's a lot of situations where someone might have to work with someone else, right? Uh, you know, with music, it's like producer or somebody, um, you know, putting together uh, a video or whatever it is. And, and I think a lot of art forms have some version of that, right? So I guess... You know, with that conversation of working with someone like that's in your family or you is like your really good friend that's willing to do it cheap or free and you know they're good and you know all that stuff. But like, how does that conversation go? Is that like something you're leery of doing in general or is that kind of a situation that's like case by case? How do you work that out? So the grand majority of the time, I will use someone that I know. Yeah. Um, whether it's inexpensively done or free or whatever, I will almost always use someone I know. However, I have also learned in using someone that you know because they're doing it for free or for very little, you have very little control over how quickly something is going to get done. Mm-hmm. Things happen in their lives. Of course, that you're going to be the last priority, etc. And when I don't have when it's not high priority and I do have flexibility and freedom and don't need the work done immediately, then that I would always use someone that I know. Yeah. But if it's something that I actually am like, this has a timeline and I am not going to basically impose myself on their life by saying, no, 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 chop, chop, chop. This has to get done. Chop, chop, chop. Right. Get it done. Get it done. Because of course, that's I am a camp counselor. That is literally the way that I would be. And then that can ruin relationships. Yeah, totally. And I never want to do that. And in the case of this video, I was afraid that there were too many things going on in everybody's lives for me to be able to say, chop, chop, chop. I need it done by this date. Um, and that's why I reached out and went with someone that I actually could, she could manage me, meaning yeah. she could say to me, no, 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 that's unrealistic expectation. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, not so only definitely. can I say, these are the dates that I want it done for, she could then say to me, "I'm that's going to be too much for me. Yeah. So I feel that as long as you realize that whoever you're working with should be allowed to manage you as well, meaning give give their input if in fact you're being a little over the top, um, then it's a little bit easier if you're you're hiring them. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and I guess um, the other thing too is like if it's not going well and you're not getting the results that you want or it's not coming in in time, then you can fire, fire that them. person. And that, that has, that has a lot of power in it too. Cause it's like, it's a totally different thing when it's your friend or someone that you love and care about and they're not getting it done. Right. right. That's a whole different conversation and that can be weird too. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's a, it's a interesting dilemma that I think a lot of artistic types have to face. So I'm sure everyone thinks about it a little bit differently, but that's kind of, I just wanted your take on it for sure. Um, but yeah, other than that, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast. Brian, uh, I talked your pleasure. ear off. I'm no, that's so great. Sorry. No, 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 please don't be sorry. This was awesome. I really, really had a great time chatting me with you. Me too. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. I of appreciate course. it. Of course. And I, as always, appreciate you. I mean, I tell you all the time. You guys, Brian is fantastic. He's literally changed my life. I love this man. You're making me blush. Through, oh, good. Through, through you my should beard. blush. You can see it through my beard, actually. You should be blushing through your beard. You're wonderful. And a really hard worker. And also, I, I just want everyone to realize that, like, no one's paying Brian to make a podcast. 
Brian is making a podcast because he is that creative and that driven and that on it that he can actually make it happen. (laughs) And not every single person on the podcast is his best friend. So my point is, this guy is like, I don't know. I just think you're awesome. (laughs) I I totally respect you. I I have such mad respect for you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tanya. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to the Greetings from Wherever podcast. To support the show, please visit patreon.com slash brianwolfmusic or just like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you and we'll see you next time.